die. When you die, you could die like in a car accident or like when you're just walking like this and you could fall down a hole and you could drown if it were water down there. You can die anyway. But I wish we cared about ourselves more. talk about this, why I would want to quit comedy. I mean, look at this. Why would I want to quit this? Coming in here, a packed room filled with 99.999% white people. All of whom have a low self-esteem for no reason. And if they don't have a low self-esteem, <laughs> they should. <laughs> because let's get real. It's 10 p.m. on a Wednesday night and you're here. You ain't got shit going on! But me, and my man Cyrus over here, Cyrus on the ones, give it up for Cyrus Garamani, motherfuckers! We're here tonight doing work, working, working! This isn't fun, this isn't fun what we're doing here tonight! None of the comedians tonight had any fucking fun! We never have fun! We don't enjoy our lives! psychotic, psychotic people getting up on this fucking stage in front of 99.999% privileged, lazy crackers. And trying to make you feel a little better about yourselves, huh? Because it's either one or two things. Either you look at me, you look down upon me, you think I'm fucked up and flawed, and you say, oh, thank God I'm not that guy. Or, I'm cool, man. I'm pointing shit out, you know, shit from society, you know? All the facts of daily life, I'm pointing those out to you, and you're identifying with that, you look upon me as cool. That must make you cool, that you understand that. Even if you're wearing fucking basketball shorts, motherfucker. <laughs> Look, there's a polar vortex going on right now. Let's show a little respect. Layer a little bit, you fucking Angelino pod brain 
jerks. Oh, God, so yeah, I'm quitting comedy. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of doing nothing. Getting up here. I can say anything with these effects on my voice and you dumb motherfuckers are gonna at least think it's interesting. They might not find it funny. I don't think it's interesting. Oh, I saw something crazy tonight. Tweet away, you fucking assholes. But it's 2014. Things have to change. I need... What's going on? Was that laughing or looking at... Wait, hold, hold to, to take the... Was that laughing or... Take my voice a little... Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Cyrus. Why were you, why were you going down by your feet? Kicking my sweater under the chair. <laughs> Why were you kicking your sweater underneath your chair? Were you afraid? <laughs> were you afraid that I was going to steal it? <laughs> well, why would you do that while I was pouring out my heart to you? Why would you do that? <laughs> That's why. That's why I want to quit fucking comedy. That's why I am quitting comedy. Because I'm up here. I'm trying to stay alive. I'm trying to not go home. And I'm sorry, this is dark. I'm trying not to go home and kill myself tonight. Okay, it's very dark what I'm saying. It's very dark. We all know people who have committed suicide. And if you don't, you're not an adult. <laughs> and I won't do it. I won't. And you don't have to worry, because if you say it, they say, like, you know, especially males, if they talk about it, they're not going to do it. They're just trying to get some motherly attention. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. <laughs> That's it. It's unhealthy. You guys are my mommy. How fucked up is that? I know that this is a little inside baseball right now. That's a term meaning I'm talking about comedy. You're not necessarily all comedians, but this is Los Angeles and you wish you were. But why? Don't wish this. Get a regular job. With a regular routine. Wake up at the same time every day. Look at your significant other. And make sure to feel so lucky that you're with he or she. Get up. Piss and shit. <laughs> Wash your cock balls or fucking pussies and assholes in the shower. Then go to your job. Nine to five. 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 Nine to five.
see the significant other, the he or she you love so much. Talk about the traffic or the weather. Watch your favorite television program. And go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. something straight. Have I spit on you at all tonight? Good. I have jaw tension. Produces a lot of saliva. I still will continue to perform on this stage, but it won't be in a comedian capacity. It will be What's going on? Are you having an anxiety attack? Are you? You're having an anxiety attack, I know you are. You are, right? Yes, you are. Don't lie. She's young. She's young. She can't admit when she has anxiety. Well, as I was saying, I won't be here as a comedian. I will be here as a truth-sayer. And if you experience anxiety from that, all the better for you. Because through that hole is the promised land. Is my mind. Should I should I should I should I try Xanax? Good night.
Ladies and gentlemen, to say my guest is provocative is a gross understatement. He is the type that you either love, hate, or love to hate. To some, he is a comedian. To others, he is a daring performance artist. And to some people, he is merely a nuisance, a degenerate, borderline criminal. While others consider him simply to be annoying and stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Brett Gelman. Thank you. Thank you very much, Brett. It's good to be here. Now, Brett, you have been causing quite a stir lately, have you not? I guess. I don't know. I don't really think about things in that way. That's the way the fucking (laughs) idiots of the world think. And by idiots of the world, I mean the world, Mm. because everyone in this world is a bona fide (laughs) fucking moron. See, it's statements like that that make it a, a tad difficult to defend you. I'm not looking for anybody to defend me. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. If you're down with what I'm saying, if you're down with what I'm doing, cool, cool, cool. But if you're not, you're a coward. You're a liar. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Fuck Brett. you. Fuck you. Fuck All right. you. There's no need to use that type of language, okay? I'm not I'm not coming at you. That's any- right. You're right. I'm offensive. Anybody trying to wake anybody else the fuck up is offensive, right? Uh-huh. See, this is the problem with people like you. Well, people like all of you. T- take the fat, lazy no, piece no, no, of no, no, shit no, 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 who's no, no, listening no. to this right now, you know, wearing a blue shirt and khaki cargo pants, you know, hey, he's listening God. to this. Yeah, he's uh-huh. looking for a little escape, a little break mm-hmm. from his stupid life. And you know what? I would have no problem giving him that if not for the fact that the whole rest of his life is a fucking escape. Every moment of his days, weeks, months, years is a break. The minute he wakes up, the minute you all wake up, you turn off the alive and aware switch in your <laughs> fat fucking brains. You tune everything out. You escape every moment of every day. Oh, so oh, then what oh. is my job to help you escape from your escape? Fuck no. No, thanks. Wake Ooh. up, you fucking slaves. Look, I don't really want you talking to my fans like that, hey. Brett. They're my fans, too. Just because someone likes me doesn't give them oh. a free pass. I ain't for sale, motherfucker. There's nothing wrong with entertainment. Yes, but entertainment it needs to be earned it needs to be balanced with truth and these days it's all entertainment the slightest level of saying something is seen as profound so now you have all of these shallow slob jobs masquerading as voices of their generations people aren't thinking about what they're doing they don't even know the difference between entertainment and art they don't even know the difference between fiction and non-fiction I mean what is this even this yeah this you interviewing me Uh seems to me that lately you can't have a comedy show without a fucking comedian interviewing another comedian huh sure sure. you know you're putting this on your podcast right podcast oh Oh. i love listening to a lazy piece of shit interview another lazy piece of shit (laughs) and teach me the ins and outs of comedy theory while at the same time tell me some boring story of how he got fist fucked by his uncle right after he smoked crack for the first time when he was fucking nine you know a lot of those interviews are interesting and not every podcast is like that some are are more comedic you know yeah yeah a bunch of quote unquote geniuses sitting around farting out bullshit that makes them think they're the second coming of fucking Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner okay. laughing their asses off at their own non-funny Wait. shit and rather than be honest about well, how fucking flaccid and apathetic I, yeah, they are well, they lie to themselves uh, and just say how much it's it's over everyone else's head hey 
news flash. It's not over anyone's head. Ooh. It's just not funny. Come on. Work something out before you shit out of your own fucking mouth. Okay, enough about podcasts. I don't want to talk about that anymore, all right? I, 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 hey, I, I hear you're, you're thinking about rapping again. Yeah, but I'm hesitant. Well, why is that? Because to me, there is no life form lower than a comedy rapper. Look, when I rap, I know I'm living out of fantasy. I know that I can never legitimately do it, but it, it does provide me some release, okay? I got to admit, it does. It does. Oh, and, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah, pretentious, yeah. but hip-hop means something to me. The music has gotten me through a lot of tough emotional points in my life, and when I see these little nerd turds rapping their shithead faces oh, off, man. like they've Come got on. real you, skills, you just makes me sick, rapping about uh, being a paralegal or the time they lost hey, their hard hey, eyes. Hey, hey, you know, hey, give me hey. a fucking break. People are doing this art form to stay alive, man. You give meaning to their lives when a whole system is telling them they're nothing, and all of a sudden, you're some kind of lyrical pimp. Fuck you. Hey, go to a real relax. neighborhood and try that shit. Go to the South Bronx. Go to Bed-Stuy. Go to Queensbridge. Go to ATL, okay. all right? You'll get cut down. Not that I wouldn't cut... Not that I wouldn't get cut down, but I at least know that. And besides, I slaughter any of these schmashmedian schmappers lyrically any day of the fucking week. Hey, just relax, brat. You don't need to air all your dirty laundry, okay? Yeah, well, when my laundry's dirty, I don't pretend it's clean. There's just too much bullshit, like like independent uh, film. Okay. Since when did independent film become about morons making lazy wannabe mainstream romantic comedy? There's hardly a fucking script, and every actor in them thinks they can improvise. It's improvise, improvise, improvise. <laughs> Fuck it, the script is shit. Let's just ride on the fact that our stupid fucking friends and our rich dumb shit parents told us we were fucking hilarious in high school and critics see these pieces of shit and they're they're like wow that was shot for so cheap and it was improvised nobody's done that what a feat what a groundbreaking (laughs) feat yeah yeah it's groundbreaking huh well I know someone who did that quite a while ago his name was John Cassavetti's motherfuckers he didn't use improvisation as some parlor trick he used it to get to the core of his characters Uh and reveal something about who we all are with actors who were obsessed with digging in deep into themselves. Mm. So check out your film history if you're going to fucking write about film, you leeches. Independent film? Give me a fucking break. It's just a bunch of half-talents begging the studios to notice them. They've got nothing to say and they don't care. No one cares. No one cares and no one's listening. None of you are listening. You're you're just waiting to die. You're all alone waiting to die. Jesus Christ, man. You know, I'm not going to sit here and have you just insult my audience like this. I mean, what the hell do you think this is, man? Huh? You you, you think I could just let you do that? Why'd you... Ask me on here if you didn't want to know what how I felt. Oh. Why why do you do that? Huh? Why? I do want to know how you feel, all right? But there's a way to do that yeah. without uh-huh. being so mm-hmm. abrasive, oh. man. God, wake up, Brett. Stop sleeping. Open your fucking eyes. I'm not sleeping. I hear what you're saying, but you're attacking everyone like they're against you. Nobody's against you. We're just like wanting to know things about you. Why are you coming off like this? Why are you like you know, get off your soapbox, well, man? Well, how do I know who's with me or against me? I got a lot of enemies, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And so do you. You, you know that. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So be solid with me up here. Oh. Don't go against okay. me. I'm on your side. Be on my side. I'm sorry. I am on your side. I, I'm sorry. I got I got freaked out. I'm a little I'm a little sensitive these days. Hey man, me too. I wouldn't be saying all of this stuff if I wasn't sensitive, but it's time for us to cherish our sensitivity. To rise up against our enemies. And be as sensitive yeah. as we want to be, because there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you're right. 
And if anyone has a problem with our sensitivity, they get fucking God. 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 Kick that shit, Cyrus. And we'll show these motherfuckers how sensitive we really are. good to me this evening I want you to trust 
that I'm about to lead you down a very artistic road. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, tonight I present my short play, The People versus Meyer Plushkin. If I could introduce my actors right now, please welcome Miss Laura Benanti. Miss Gabby Hoffman. Miss Hallie Pfeiffer. Miss Sarah Baker. And Miss Jenny Slate. And Mr. Ed Helms. How are you guys feeling? You feel ready? Fired up. Now, I will be playing the part of Meyer, Meyer Plushkin. I will also be reading stage directions. So I assure you, it won't be confusing. We are at court. A court of law. Not an ordinary court of law, but what court is ordinary? Justice is not blind. Justice is insane. A dignified man enters, followed by five women, followed by a Jew. <laughs> the dignified man speaks. This trial will now commence. The Honorable Theodore Rowling presiding. This is my court. I am the judge. I am also the defense and prosecuting attorney. How could this be, you ask? How can I operate this way in the United States Court of Law? Well, my answer to that question, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, is that this is not a United States Court of Law. This is my court of law, and our laws are a bit different in my court. This court will operate any way it chooses. Objection! Overruled. Sustained. <laughs> this court is trying one Meyer Plushkin for the crime of being a horrible monster to the women in his life. For being a menace to the concept of love, for looking trust in the face and laughing like a brainless gimp. These women are victims. Objection! We'll see who the victims are. The real victim is my client, Mr. Plushkin, a devoted husband. Some may say too devoted, making himself all too vulnerable to the onslaught of dishonesty and betrayal. All of these women only took from my client. Objection! Order! Order in my court! I will be the one who will determine what is what and who is who and why things have happened. The prosecution calls its first witness, Miss Isadora Fields. Isadora, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you my court? Of course I do. Mr. Prosecutor, you may proceed. Thank you, my honor. Miss Fields, how long have you known the defendant? Too long. <laughs> Objection! Sustained. Miss Fields. Please answer the question seriously. Technically 10 years, but I haven't seen him in over four. Miss Fields, what is your relation to the defendant? Objection, overruled. Meyer was my husband. See him right there? See him? I know I gotta point him out. See, I know how things work. There, there's the bastard Meyer Pushkin, my no good husband. Order, objection, order. Miss Fields, what is your line of work? Let's just say I'm a businesswoman. 
Let's just say that I make things happen. When I met Meyer, I could see that he was a man who could make things happen as well. We both made a lot of money, and money was what brought us together. Money and sex. And then what happened? I mean, this all seems quite nice to me. Who here doesn't like money and sex? Objection! Overruled. <laughs> For a third anniversary, he bought me a pile of money. It was a pile... <laughs> it was a pile of five million dollars. He only spent three million on it. Meyer could always make a deal and talk down a price. After we made love on the money... I bought the pile from Meyer for four million, and I sold it to my idiot sister for six million. I don't know what turned us on more, the money or the deals. Isn't that right, Meyer? Isn't that right, you dirty piece of shit? I'm clean, I tell you. I'm clean. Order in this court. Mr. Defense Attorney, the floor is yours. Thank you, my honor. Miss Fields, you say you are a businesswoman. Well, last time I checked, while businessmen are very trustworthy, businesswomen are not to be trusted at all. Why should any member of this jury trust you, Miss Fields? Trust is a funny word. <laughs> trust. It sounds like rust. And rust is the word that makes me think of farts. And that's what Meyer is. One big fart blasted right out of the devil's ass. But Miss Fields, you still haven't told the court what Mr. Plushkin in fact did to you. I was always a better businesswoman than Meyer was a businessman. He knew it. He knows it. He couldn't handle being second to the best. He left me high and dry in the middle of the night with a note written on a $100 bill. It said, I'm no longer a fan. Well, I didn't need a fan, Meyer. I needed a partner. I needed someone to share my heart, and you stole it, and now all there is is a dangling, darkened vein. A dangling, darkened vein? I mean, that's disgusting. I think we can all agree that that's just yuck. No grosser than you, Meyer. You are a toilet's toilet that is never been flushed. I hope you get fucking crucified. Thank you, Miss Fields. Thank you. That will be all. You may step down. The prosecution. <laughs> Order! The prosecution calls Willem A. Johnson Smith. Willem A., do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you this court? I do. Well, Mr. Prosecutor, you heard the woman. Take it away. Sure thing, my honor. Objection! Shut up! Hey, I will not be having anyone telling anyone else to shut up in my court. I hate the phrase. It's rude. Truth be told, I'd rather someone tell me to fuck off than to shut up. But maybe that's just me. Miss Johnson, how do you know Mr. Plushkin? We grew up together. We were first loves. Ever since we were young, we'd play together and hold hands. We held hands everywhere. Our houses, on the farm, on the street... Plushkin always said, no one can hold to hands like us. He was the first bow I ever walked through a field with. Why, the first field we walked in, I can still picture it like its very grass is growing in this room. I smell the wheat and the saltiness of the dry dirt. It's been a while since I've been to a field. Can't bring myself to walk through one. <laughs> For a while, I thought I could, but then I'd get mad and I'd end up lighting it on fire. I always carry a book of matches around for good luck ever since my daddy died. He was a fireman. Maybe I thought that if I lit that field on fire, I'd get my daddy back. Maybe I thought I'd get Meyer back. Willamay, don't do this. Don't do this, Willamay. I beg you. Did Meyer break your heart? Objection sustained. Of course he did. He broke it into a million itty-bitty-bitty, itty-bitty-itty, 
itty bitty bitty itty bitty itty itty bitty pieces. What did he do? Well, Meyer was the first one who taught me how to milk a chicken. Milk a chicken. Yes, yes. A cow's milk is sweet, but a chicken's milk is about the most delicious nectar you could ever pour down your gullet. What you do is you squeeze the neck twice, yank the legs once, blow on the beak, and out comes the milk. Because Meyer taught me that, I was able to save Daddy's farm. But then there was this one night. This one night I was going out for one of my moonlit walks, and I started hearing a commotion in one of Daddy's chicken coops. I thought it was a weasel, so I grabbed Daddy's shotgun. I swing open the door to the coop, but there ain't a weasel. It's Meyer. But this time, Meyer wasn't milking the chickens. They were milking him. And that old granddaddy rooster was milking himself in the corner, and they were filming it. Thank you, Miss Johnson-Smith. You may step down. The prosecution calls Alice Scheinberg. Miss Scheinberg, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you this court? I do, I guess. I don't know. Yes, I do. As judge of this court, I must say that I love your books. <laughs> Plushkin Hell, Meyer Lemons, Taste Like Death, and Meyer Plushkin the Rape Monster are three of my favorites. <laughs> However, as defense attorney, I must also say I don't enjoy your books at all. But as prosecuting attorney, I have no opinion. I'm just here to do my job. Thank you. Defense, this one goes to you. Thank you, my honor. Ms. Scheinberg, how do you know the defendant? Mm, he was my husband for five years. We met in Manhattan at a neurotic Jewish artist convention. We both thought that we were giving each other the flu. Even so, there was an animalistic connection. However, I had no idea Meyer was 100% animal through and through. Not that human beings aren't animals. Mm, come to think of it, sometimes I think that human beings are the least civilized form of animal. Cities are zoos and the country is a petting zoo with racist animals, meaning humans. Even though other animals can be racist, my dog, for instance, hates Jews. Aren't you Jewish? Mm, yeah, he hates me and he really hated Meyer. He did. That dog hated my guts. Miss mm -hmm. Scheinberg, isn't it safe to say that you hate my client? Objection! Badgering the witness. Objection! Badgering me. Sustained. Stop badgering in my court. I wouldn't allow badgers in my court, so why would I allow badgering? Very witty, my honor. Don't kiss my ass, counselor. Sorry, my honor. Miss <laughs> Scheinberg, would you say that you're not that into Mr. Plushkin anymore? I would say that yes. Would you please read from this <laughs> excerpt from your last novel? A little slice of Plushkin gives me a whole lot of heartburn. Sure, I guess. <laughs> She walked in the room, and Plushkin lay naked on the bed. The room smelled like a landfill, filled with another landfill, filled with dead bodies, filled with McDonald's. That's the way it always smelled when Plushkin was naked. Time to play matzo ball soup again, he grunted. He then took his schmeckle and squeezed it until it was shaped like a ball. 
It looked like a baseball that had been left in a sauna for three weeks. Oh, how I could use a sauna now, a nice schwitz to cleanse me of my plushkin terror. I don't think I want to tonight. Why not, asked Plushkin. I just don't. Well, Plushkin doesn't like that. When you say no to Plushkin, Plushkin feels dirty. And Plushkin likes to be clean. Maybe that's it. Maybe you should make Plushkin clean. Sponge bath time for Plushkin. Plushkin dirty. Dirty Plushkin need to scrub me down. And then maybe you want to play the matzo ball soup. Plushkin can smell your soup from here and it's making me oily. Plushkin oily. Oily Plushkin. Oiled up and ready to vroom, vroom. No further questions, my honor. Objection. Fuck you. Order. Order in my court. Now, before we proceed, counselors, I want to warn you, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but things are getting a little crazy in here. Proceed. All right, sure, if you say so, but I still say it's crazy. Proceed, I said. Fine. The defense calls the defendant's sister, Esther Plushkin. Miss Plushkin, do you swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you this Fuck this court. court, fuck this court, and fuck you, and fuck the law, and fuck everything you represent, you bow-tie-wearing corporate motherfucker. Your life is a cesspool I wouldn't even shit in. I'd be too afraid there'd be some, some sort of mutant... Thing that would grow up from my feces, some giant shit monster that would just swallow up this earth and make everything even more miserable than it already is. Some sort of crap-infested demon that would be just like my brother. Why don't you Look calm at him. down, Look huh? at him sitting over there. Why Ma- you? Meyer. You thought you'd get away with it, didn't you, Meyer? You thought you'd be the, the, one of the lucky sociopaths that just got away with it and the world would, would never know that, that you made the world their dirty little playground and you'd get out of it and have a hair harmed on their empty fucking head. Why don't you Meyer. calm down, huh? You're making an ass out of yourself. Why don't you kiss me, Meyer? Kiss me. You know you want to, Meyer. You know you need it. Your own flesh and blood has what you couldn't get from anyone else and rather than just accept that fact that your life wasn't normal... And your heart and brain were ruined. You denied it, and you ruined them even further. And in the process, you've ruined me. You're a joke, Meyer. Order. Order in my court. What the fuck is going on here? (laughs) Are you two putting the family to the test, or what? It wasn't a test, Your Honor. It was more of a pop quiz. Jesus Christ! I will not have his name forsaken in my court. Fuck your God, Your Honor. Excuse me? One more outburst like that, and I will hold you in contempt. Objection overruled. Shut up! You're all driving me crazy. You're all like Meyer. Every man of power is just like my brother. Yes. Yes, we are brother and sisters, and yes, we are also lovers. And yes, yes, he ruined me, just like he did himself. I'm spoiled. I'm spent like the rest of these poor creatures. I thought... I didn't think it was wrong. I thought it was special. Special schmesh. I will cry. I will cry until the day I die. And you will come and visit my grave. But I'll tell you now, you will never find peace. You will never find peace through memory. You will, you will never, even in my death, have the potential of believing that there could be forgiveness here. You are damned. Damned to be different. Different like me. Come back to me, my... 
Mr. Plushkin, speaking as your attorney, I strongly advise you against this. Please step down. You step off. And then it's off. I mean, this chase is off. This chase to something. There is nothing. There is no chase. There's only lies and disappointment. I will wear my sins on my sleeve, and I will make sure the world sees them forever. You will always have to live with that fact, Meyer, that you made love to your sister. Liar. Liar. Your lies are poison that even you can't digest. Let's move on. This is all really starting to bum me out. But what about me? Don't I get a turn? You had your chance and blew it. I didn't blow a thing. She's a human being. We're all human beings. Order in my court. The prosecution calls Judy Hathaway. Miss Hathaway, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you this court? You bet I do. Wow. A real court of law. A real genuine hall of justice. I've never been in one of these. Always dreamed I would be. I guess Auntie Emma was right. Dreams really can come true. Dreams are angels' currency. They really shine so bright. And if this dream comes true tonight, it'll turn that wrong to right. It's charming. Oh, thank you. Marvelous and charming and marvelous again. I think I'm going to throw this one to the prosecution. Thank you, my honor. This one's going to be a real diddly, whittle diddly. Piddly, biddly, diddly, 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 Oh, wow. This is a real treat, Miss Hathaway. Objection! Get a room! Miss Hathaway, do you know Mr. Plushkin? Well, I came to this town searching for something. I didn't know what. I didn't know what. I didn't know how. I didn't know where. I felt so scared. And then I met Meyer. He took one look at me, took me to a fancy hotel room, made love to me for two weeks, bought me a lunch or two, and he said, Kid, you've got what it takes. He's been my agent for over ten years now, and I've been his mistress. And I've been so sad, sad and mad. Understandably so. He left you high and dry. He always took care of me. But a girl needs more than a roll of bills and an envelope slipped under the bathroom door while she's doing her business. After they did their business and he leaves her to go off to do his business, which he claims is none of her business. A girl needs a heck of a lot more. Sure, I got to sing. I got to dance. But all I want is a little romance. And Mr. Plushkin didn't give that to you, did he? I gave her plenty. Oh, Maya, don't. I gave you the town. I put you in gowns. I turned my whole world upside down. <laughs> you left me bleeding in the lost and found. You left me bleeding on the ground. But jokes on you and justice bound. Judy, 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 baby, baby, baby. Don't do this to me. I'll give you whatever you want. I gave you whatever you wanted. I was innocent, wide-eyed. Everything was new. Everything was true. And now nothing is. And I'm just in pieces about it. Parts of me are strewn all over the scary streets. And I can't be put back together again. I'm a singing and dancing Humpty Dumpty. I used to be top value. And now I'm a cautionary tale. When mothers tuck in their babies, they tell them not to fall in love with married men who also happen to be your agent. Or you'll end up just like Judy. Poor little Judy. Poor little Judy. It's a pity little Judy like a city little Judy. Or let's gritty little Judy. Little Judy's gone. Little Judy's go. But when little Judy's never grow and they take certain roots. Stop, Judy. Please. You're going to die, Meyer. 
You're going to die a horrible death. You don't deserve to not feel pain. And the pain has come home. Well put, Miss Hathaway. Well put. That wasn't too negative, was it? No, no. Now please sit down. Sustained. Why was there an objection in the first place? I don't know. I've been asking myself that since I objected. I love all these women. I love them so much from the bottom of my heart. I'm so lonely I could fucking die. The defense calls Meyer Lemon. Do you swear to tell the whole truth? And do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, this court. I do. So, Mr. Plushkin, what do you have to say for yourself? I have always been a man of not many words. I pride myself on being a man of action. When I was a boy, I would spend my hours not at school, but at my father's tailor's shop. I watched him. I watched him so closely and was so sad. He looked so miserable, slaving away and squandering his dreams just so he could mend a pair of pants. Why do parents always end up keeping it so safe? Why do they make us so sad? I've worn many hats, and those hats have taken my hair. I am older now. So much older, and I am tired. Tired of all of you women telling me who I should be and what I should do. Yes, I I betrayed you. Yes, I fooled you, but... What else can a man do when he's backed against the wall? What else can a man do? Crucified, 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 justified. My thoughts exactly, not mine. I'm not sure what my thoughts are. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this man, this man Plushkin, is he really different than any other man? Is any man truly innocent? The answer is no. Objection, I say yes. Order, there is no order. No order till Plushkin is dead. Objection, objectification. Objectification of women is evil and is the way of man and is sweet and is wrong. Overruled. <laughs> Will you marry me? Only if you kill Plushkin. Whoa, hey, hold on. Are we getting a little ahead of ourselves here? The only head we're getting is yours. Sorry, Plushkin, I did the best I could. Sorry, Plushkin. Crucify! Crucify! Justify! Oi. Vey. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Please give a round of applause for the Brett Gelman players. Ed Helms, Jenny Slate, Sarah Baker, Ellie Pfeiffer, Gabby Hoffman, and Laura Benanti. I'm having lots of fun. I like to have lots of fun. I'm having lots of fun. You know I'm having lots of fun. Fun is what I'm having, and I'm having lots of fun. Fun, 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 
You don't like me. Well, if that's the case, if anybody here doesn't like me, just tell me right now. And after my sin, I'll go get my car and I'll park it outside. On the darkest part of the street. And I'll wait for you to come out. And you'll think that you're just gonna go home. You know, watch True Detective for Girls. Jack your dick or your pussy off and pass out. But that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> You'll hear a little noise behind you. Right about the time that your car key is about to go in your car door. Ha 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 
loves me. I'm gonna say it one more time. And think about it. Think about if you want to get out of your fucking internet head and have a reaction and not be too cool for school. I'm gonna ask one more time. And if you don't say right, well, you know what's gonna happen. Are you ready? Who loves me? And that is how Nazi Germany was started. Looks like we're back. You know my man. King Cyrus King. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of the credit for this Gelmania shit. What you people don't understand is Gelmania is made up of two. Two beings. Me. I'm the one with the mouth. And then there's King. He's the one with the music. Words and music coming together. Both coming from a central imaginative nucleus. A boundless creativity and spiritual connection that most of you who are listening to this right now couldn't possibly fathom. Cause you gotta go through the door, baby. You gotta go through the gate. You gotta walk through the gates if you wanna see what's beyond them. We're not gonna tell you. We might show you. <laughs> Check that. We will show you. But we'll never, ever tell you. Cause you need to experience that for yourselves. You need to experience for yourselves. You need to experience. Turn off this podcast or whatever this is. And go and do things and see things and feel things so that maybe one day you can come to our front door and be able to look at us in the eyes with pride and with courage and with life. You're just a set of ears, baby. Ear holes. Everything going in, but nothing comes out. Put on your shoes. Put on your socks. Put on your pants. Put on your underwear. Put on your shirt. Put on your jacket. Put on your hat. Put on your glasses. Put on your jewelry. Take your bejeweled hand and put it on that knob of 
that cage door and walk outside and look at the sky and say, Hello!